Welcome to Glorified Treasure Spread. This is the audio version of the commentary notes for the Spring 2023 Teleos study from Psalm 23 to Psalm 41. Week 9, Day 1, covering Psalm chapter 39, verses 1 through 3. David is the author of Psalm 39, and according to Peter Craigie, this psalm is, quote, an individual lament containing a mixture of sad reflection and prayer. It's not only an individual psalm in general terms, it's much more personal and intimate than many laments being characterized by an autobiographical nature in its parts. David is afflicted, Craigie wrote. In his affliction, David is concerned with silence before the Lord. In verses 1 to 3, David says, I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth as with a muzzle while the wicked are in my presence. Hamilton said the message of Psalm 39 is that silence before the Lord in prayer gives perspective on the brevity of life and our biggest problem, sin. In verse 1, David expresses a deep desire to guard his ways and his words. His reasoning for silence is clear. He does not want to sin with his tongue. And the wicked are in his presence. In Psalm 39, David is exhibiting the wisdom that we read of in James chapter 3, verses 5 to 10 in the New Testament. That passage reads, So also the tongue is a small part of the body. And yet it boasts of great things. See how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. For every species of beasts and birds, of reptiles and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human race, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not be this way. Close quote. David was resolved to muzzle his mouth like James. He refrained from speaking in verse 2. David was provoked by the wicked in his presence, and they also pressed him into a self-discipline not to speak for fear that he would sin. He was resolved even to remain silent from speaking good things, according to verse 2. But his sorrow, his anguish, grew worse. Charles Spurgeon helps us. Quote, as he thought upon the ease of the wicked and his own daily affliction, He could not unravel the mystery of providence, and therefore he became greatly agitated. While his heart was musing, it was fusing, for the subject was confusing. It became harder every moment to be quiet. His volcanic soul was tossed with an inward ocean of fire and heaved to and fro with a mental earthquake, and eruption was imminent. The burning lava must pour forth in a fiery stream." It's likely that David does not want the wicked to think him disloyal to God. Grogan said sometimes the best way to avoid verbal sin is to remain in silence. Derek Kidner remarks, David's feelings were running high enough to be taken for disloyalty 
if he had vented them in the wrong company. He shows a responsible care for God's good name. Psalm 73:15 speaks of this. First by his self-restraint, and then when he can contain himself no longer by the way he formulates his problem, he does so as a learner in verse 4, as a suppliant in verse 7. That closes Kidner's quote. David does not speak to the wicked, however. According to the next verse, verse 4, he turns his prayer to God. Silence is often wise and appropriate, but in these verses, David seems to be provoked by the wicked, with the result that he feels he must speak. Hamilton draws out to the Psalms audience, however, David speaks not to the wicked but in prayer to God for wisdom about the brevity of life. As David's words flow out from his heart, we hear another theme of the psalm appear, the transient nature of life.